1: This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were
0: a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you.
1: Welcome to Dunzo. This is a podcast that explores hookups and breakups of famous lovers and friends, both real and fake, and all the discarded pop culture of yesteryear. I'm your host, Troy McGeady. You guys, welcome to another episode of Dunzo. It is me, Troy McGeady, and I am so excited for today's episode. This is like a fun, random little kiki, and I've been getting a lot of requests to talk about Kardashian stuff and... You know, you know, I secretly love that goddamn family. As much as I try and act like I don't, I do. I'm not above it. I'm not better than anybody. I'm less than most. And I'm joined today by somebody that I discovered from the Tiki Talk, as I do with a lot of my guests these days, Olivia Broussard. Olivia, how are you? I'm
0: good. How are you?
1: I'm so good. I'm excited that you're here. Thank
0: you. I'm excited to be here.
1: (laughs) Is this your first ever podcast recording?
0: Yes. I'm like so shocked that anyone would want to talk to me. I was like, when I got the email, I was like, is this a joke? I was like, there's no way.
1: (laughs) That's really shocking to me because you are very funny. You're very quick. You're very insightful. Like, I just think that you are the real deal.
0: Oh, thank you. That's like the nicest thing anyone has ever said about me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, tell people what you mostly kind of talk about on TikTok.
0: Um, okay, well, it kind of started with me talking about random shit from The Bachelor, like a stupid show that I refuse to stop watching for some reason, and then <laughs> I just kind of expanded into me talking about the clothes on the show, and then that expanded into me talking about other reality shows and other fashion things, so I mostly talk about, like, anything pop culture or fashion related.
1: Yes, I, I mean, I've you definitely come up in my FYP all the time and yeah you do and uh your Kardashian uh TikToks have really I mean obviously they've like very much taken off I feel like your Met Gala TikToks took off a lot yeah and your takes on the Kardashians are so eerily similar to mine that I was like laying in bed like the edible had just hit I was like this is (laughs) this is too much for me (laughs) it's too close to home um so yeah, we're just going to be having a little, a little chat today about the Hulu show. I just want to get your thoughts on it. And more specifically, Kim's exploration of her style, her sense of style or lack thereof, which I just find very interesting. (laughs) Um, So tell me your general thoughts about the Kardashians. Like, have you always been a fan of that show? Did you grow up watching it? Did you not care? Like, what is your journey?
0: I did grow up watching it. I don't remember what age, um, but I started watching it from like the first season and I kept watching it. I was really into it like in high school because I think at that point, um, I was mostly into it because of Kylie because her and I are the same age. And Mm -hmm. like she was like popping off on like Tumblr and like her style was really interesting to me. So I kept up with it for her. Um, Well, she wasn't really on the show that much, but like I was interested in the beginning because I thought it was like kind of funny. In the beginning, it kind of marketed marketed itself as like this blended family, sort of Brady Bunch. They didn't take themselves too seriously. And I thought that was really fun. But Mm -hmm. as time went on and they came into more fame and more money, I feel like they lost that charm that like drew me in the beginning. And I stopped watching it over the years. Um, But yeah, I I did watch it pretty early on.
1: Did you watch the show at all during like
0: the the transition
1: into the Kanye years?
0: I did. I remember the wedding. I remember... I remember the Chris wedding first. Well, the first wedding. <laughs> I remember the Chris yes. wedding. And then I remember the, the transition into Kanye and their wedding in Paris. So I, yeah, I did watch that. I remember that.
1: Okay. Yeah, the the transitions of like phases on that show have just been crazy. And um, one of the things that I really am excited to talk to you about today that we're going to get to is just the the injection of Kanye's like coolness and like artistry into that family and how he kind of rebranded you know people often talk about him rebranding Kim but they don't really take into account that he rebranded everybody like from Kim to Chris to everyone
0: yeah uh, another I don't think I mentioned it in my TikTok video I think I like left it out but I, I was talking about their style evolution and, and like I remember someone on Reddit I can't take credit someone on Reddit on the Kardashian Reddit pointed it out that they were like you can even see uh the interior design from the show it started off as like this very like i guess the best way i can describe it is like new money kind of like tacky mm. like, tacky is the best way i can describe it like it's rude but it's true like very yes. tacky new money they had a dog uh named dolce and gabbana like it was very they liked the idea of being rich It was very it's a very like new money tacky taste and then as kanye got into it it started transitioning into this very minimalist clean marble everyone is clean and you really see his influence and I don't think people we often credit him his like his influence on Kim but like he really did transition the whole family and like brought their entire status up as a family and it's crazy
1: it's wild and it's wild to see Kim you know I think that Kim's vulnerability vulnerability is her best asset Mm -hmm. and it's the thing that I think separates her from a lot of people that maybe exist in the same universe as her but aren't as famous so she can be really weirdly vulnerable about things that would make other people uncomfortable and I just think it's interesting to listen to her talk about that now like or her version of it where she's like I have no personality I have no identity I don't know who I am I'm a forever muse and like I have to basically start from the ground up and learn how to shop for myself that's, that's
0: like crazy. sick yeah it's crazy like to hear her say like from the beginning I was always marketed with my sisters and then it changed to I was with Kanye and now at like 40 41 I'm not sure her age she's in her 40s yeah. to be like in your 40s and like not have an identity or not have a sense of yourself or your personal style is just wild to me
1: post having children too right and like you're like, learning how to like what kind of jeans you like or whatever it's like girl like that's wild. Um, and I guess, you know, I, I actually really enjoyed the Hulu show. Like,
0: Really?
1: Yeah. yeah your face.
0: <laughs> I can't get into the Hulu show. I tried <laughs> watching it the first couple of episodes. But, like I've fallen off. Cause like, I'm just, I don't, I feel like you said this in one of, an, in another podcast where you're like, they're really good at faking or like making you think you're getting a lot when you're not getting a lot. Yeah. When I watch the Hulu show, I'm just like, what is there to talk about? It's like Chloe has talked about the Tristan thing ad nauseum. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was interested in Ken's storyline a little bit, but it just the first couple of episodes were all about SNL. And I was like, oh my God, they're dragging this out. And we finally yeah. got the SNL. And then it went to Pete. We're introducing Pete into the storyline a little bit and how they met. Courtney I can't take Courtney and Travis like oh, each other at the table like I can't take it <laughs> I was like into them in the beginning I was like, okay it's interesting but actually seeing their dynamic I'm like this is a lot and then it's a know, lot Kylie and Kendall don't do anything so it's just like what okay
1: yeah Kylie's like we're going to the grocery store for yeah. the first time alone it's like girl like are you kidding right um and I I guess I, I think it's interesting like the stuff that they've chosen to like basically this show is keeping up with the Kardashians on Hulu Uh and it's pretty much the same. Like the style of the filming has changed a little bit and you know, the fourth wall is down. And I've always said that in order for them to like really like create some sort of long-term, like how is this going to extend beyond keeping up with the Kardashians? They'd have to break the fourth wall. Like Uh there's no way that they could do another show like a sitcom style show that's like partly scripted about chloe trying cigars for the first time or chris becoming a mime like you <laughs> right. know, they would have to like start talking to the camera and acknowledging that they're famous people on a tv show because it's, uh-huh. it's absurd you know
0: yeah
1: um but i do think that the kardashians continue to use their show as a very effective tool where you know the formula has not changed where they These events will play out in the public and then the public will speculate and obsess and like will tweet and all this stuff. And then a promo for the show comes out like a month after.
0: Uh
1: And it's a, in quotes, behind the scenes look at this event that just took place. And then we promote the show like fucking maniacs talking about it constantly, doing all their work for them. And then the show comes out and it's some fake watered down, you know scripted version of what happened and then we forget
0: right like the craziest part to me about the well the craziest part but like one part that stood out to me in the Hulu show is do you remember um when Scott DM'd Eunice Courtney's ex-boyfriend when there was Mm -hmm. like pictures of her and Travis in Italy I thought that was going to be a bigger talking point because it blew up on social media and I was like the idea that Scott Courtney's baby daddy is like DMing Courtney's ex-boyfriend to talk shit about her. Like, I was yes. I, that was juicy. I was like, okay, we're gonna like talk about some real juicy stuff here and like really get into like how Courtney feels about Scott now and their dynamic. But yeah. then it was just like Courtney mentioned it in like a throwaway line of like, oh yeah, Scott being unist. And it was that was it. And I was like, oh didn't get do anything. <laughs> like, what the fuck?
1: She's like, now back to me straddling Travis. Right.
0: <laughs> back to me like drinking his sperm. Like, let's talk about that. <laughs> Courtney. I don't want to hear about that. <laughs>
1: literally and like talking about fasting for the 38,000th time like
0: girl <laughs> oh my god
1: court er, yeah court is unbearable um but yeah they do that all the time they did it with World. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people thought that this would be like the moment you know this this show was gonna be like where they finally address it and I think they mentioned it for like a couple seconds in one of the episodes and they've never said anything and I think that they depend on us having like short-term memory. Uh-huh. you know? And it works every single time. So they're very smart to think that because uh-huh. we never remember anything beyond like a month.
0: Right.
1: At the very most. At,
0: at, <laughs> at the, the most.
1: M- <laughs> the absolute <laughs> longest will go is a month of having a memory of something they've done terrible. Right. Um, but the A plot B plot thing is still like kind of in effect, which I find appalling. <laughs> I'm like, I cannot believe that these people are giving us (laughs) b-plot
0: I can't (laughs) like Chris and Kylie going to the car wash like I don't want to see that like what is that are you kidding me or like Kendall cutting a cucumber or like the like not knowing how to cut a cucumber (laughs) like what the fuck is that I'm just like this is so
1: insulting (laughs) after 20 years like this is literally so insulting that you guys are doing this to me um it's just very silly but they insist on doing it and I think that they must think that that stuff like humanizes them
0: yeah I think they I think they think that too
1: Um, and it's just, it's weird though but it's like they don't believe that they're interesting enough to just have a camera on them
0: I know oh, like I at this point yeah, like all the stuff I want them to talk about, they never do. And like we Mm-mm. just skip over all the juicy stuff and they just give me the most boring shit ever.
1: Yeah. Of Courtney Bean. Like, I invented shaking salads. See. <laughs> Zoom in on her shaking a salad and smiling blankly. Like it's outrageous. <laughs> but we put up with it. I don't know. Um, I do want to discuss this. Is some very like Kanye stuff. I want to discuss the aesthetic changes of the show. You kind of talked about it, Um, like even with this, like the house and like how when they started, it was like, yeah, I think new money is a good way to put it. Very like new money, like everything being designer and having like a color scheme, like black and white, everything.
0: (laughs) Black, white leopard print, glitter everywhere. Like that's what it was. Yeah.
1: Chris's house is a giant checkers board.
0: Right,
1: <laughs> your chessboard. I mean, um, but I think the the aesthetic of the show, in some weird way, became like a Yeezy thing. Uh-huh. Like the look of the show was like Yeezy.
0: Yeah, I think like I, we always talk about like Kanye influenced Kim, but I do want to acknowledge that like I really do think he benefited from having Kim and all of his stuff and having all Mm -hmm. of the family and his stuff and showing the family going to the Yeezy show and I think that was a part I forget what collection it was but around that time it's when Lamar was in the hospital and like on the show they showed him coming to the Yeezy show and he Mm -hmm. was dressed in Yeezy like I think he really did benefit from not only Kim being his doll but like the whole family being his doll Mm -hmm. and it's just the way he injected his aesthetic onto the whole family and like pushed it onto the show, and got it out to everywhere. It's crazy.
1: It's wild. And was it you that brought up him being obsessed with Shia LaBeouf?
0: No, he's obsessed with Shia oh. LaBeouf.
1: <laughs> oh my god, you're, first of all, after I tell you this, and then you google the photos, you're literally going to be like, this is sick. <laughs> Kanye? <laughs> no, so Kanye stole the, his whole aesthetic from Shia LaBeouf, and he's said a bunch of times in interviews for years that like, his style inspiration is Shia LaBeouf. And if you Google just like an image of Shia LaBeouf in the past like 10 years, it is head to toe Kanye. Like it's so weird. And now all of the sisters basically just dress like little model Shia LaBeouf's.
0: Wait, I just Googled that you're so right. That's so, (laughs) wait, that's so crazy. Isn't it nuts? What the fuck? I I can't believe I never noticed that. Yeah, that makes sense.
1: Head to toe, like, the boots, the socks, Uh like, the, like, Carhartt jackets, like, it's Uh all (laughs)
0: style. Yeah, I can see it.
1: (laughs) Um, But no, I think you're right, though. I think that Kanye definitely benefited from having these, like, you know, this gaggle of models, like, and the fact that they all took his aesthetic and kind of made it their own. Uh you know obviously Kim was like his little like sim but the rest of the sisters like they all took like the Kanye thing and sort of did their own thing with it like f- everybody like you had Chris wearing his stuff down to Kendall you know Aww. which is wild um down to the fact that they even changed the theme song to sound like a song that would have been on life of Pablo
0: yeah like, when they changed, like, the whistling, the cute, like, it just, the whole vibe of the show just shifted. Like, it went from like cute little, like, whistle, Brady Bunch, to this, like, chic, sleek. We're the new yes. family now, because Connie's with us. <laughs>
1: yes. Yeah, and all of our, our old videos have, like, a Polaroid filter <laughs> <Yeah>. over them. Because <laughs> we've been aesthetic, even in the 90s, we were aesthetic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so that was, that was us doing, like, housekeeping. Okay. Okay. Let's talk about Kim's style because one of the reoccurring themes this season is that Kim is exploring her lack of individual taste and style. Uh And I think that Kim, you talked about this too. I think that Kim positions herself in society by copying iconic people and I want you to give, because this is, like, my favorite TikTok of yours, and it's the reason oh. we're here. Okay. <laughs> so, give your perspective on the fact that Kim just kind of
0: steals other people's <laughs> Um I got a lot of shit for that, you know, from the Kim stands. Like, that's not oh, true. God. This is a reach, but, like, I really do, like, when you look at it, Kim is, like, not only inspired by icons, like it's different to be inspired like once in a while and like take a piece and make it your own. But like Kim will really like cosplay. Like I said, I think I said that in the video, like she will cosplay as other icons that came before her, like Cher or Aaliyah or Marilyn Monroe recently. And then Mm -hmm. there's someone, like other people, like she will cosplay as other people all the time. And I think it's because she doesn't have a sense of self. And so she will just Mm -hmm. look, toward others when it's not, if she's not looking toward an icon, she was looking to Kanye for what to Mm do. And like, she's been in that for like the past 20 some years. And now that she's on her own, she's like, I don't know what the fuck to do. Like, I'm just, where do I go now? Cause like, even the stylist she's working with now I think her main stylist is Danny. She says she's inspired by Kanye. So all the outfits she's currently wearing are still like have some Kanye influence. I really, I was like, I wasn't excited for the, I don't want to say I was excited for the divorce, but like I was style-wise, I was interested in seeing what she was going to do on her own. Like who, like who is Kim, a grown woman in her forties, four kids, like who are you on your own without other people influencing you? And I don't think she's gotten there yet.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's, and how could people think that you were reaching? Like what, what?
0: I, it was just like, the pictures I showed as reference, you're like, no, that's a reach. Like anyone can be inspired by anyone. But it's like, it's not just one picture. You have to look at it in context. Like, yeah. It was like I would there would be like a runaway picture of Naomi Campbell. And it's like Kim would take the runaway picture from Naomi Campbell and like put it on herself, like down to the hair, down to the makeup, yeah. just cosplay as like other people. And it's just like Kim, it's fine if you like the dress, but like I Kim. I think my, the whole point of the video was that like, she's not a style icon. Like that was my thing is that people call Kim this style icon. And to me, I don't think you can be a style icon if you cannot dress yourself, if you don't have a Mm -hmm. style on your own. Like I'm not gonna put Kim in the category of Ariana Rihanna can take a runway dress and she will make it her own. She puts her own Rihanna flair on it. A Zendaya, mm-hmm. she will take a runway dress and put her own Zendaya flair on it. Kim will just replicate things and she would just put on things that other people told her to wear, which is something that she said before. So I don't know why people got mad at me. <laughs> like I'm so just, weird. from her own words, she said, I wore this because Kanye told me to. He told me crop tops and pencil skirts were in, so that's what I put on. He told me Yeezy was in, so that's what I put on. Like, it's just, I don't know why people are mad at the facts.
1: (laughs) I I, I mean, it's nothing but factual. Like, if you, I mean, I would say even to the point that it's, like I said, it's strategic. It's not even like, it's not even like she willy-nilly just like chooses random people. Like, she's like strategic in who she copies because I believe that Kim thinks that us seeing her influenced by these people positions her in some way close to them, uh-huh. society-wise. You know, like her adapting, like this Naomi Campbell aesthetic positions her there. You know what I mean? And yeah. I think it's all been this sort of slow, slow climb to the Met Gala, which I think was like her really saying, like, not only am I wearing Marilyn Monroe's dress, I'm positioning myself as an icon. Like only an icon would be allowed to wear her dress to the Met Gala and I'm doing it. Like it's very strategic to me.
0: Yeah, like I, she's like trying to force herself or her name to be in the history books alongside yes. these icons. And it's just, and it's crazy. Cause like she had the option And like, when you think about it, like she had the option to work with like Bob Mackie, the original designer and like Mm -hmm. create a look inspired by Marilyn or something to like a dress that's like naked and matches her skin tone and like pay homage. But it's like, no, I want her dress. I will wear her dress. And now when you go to the Ripley's uh, museum, it says worn by Marilyn Monroe and Kim Kardashian forever now. Mm -hmm. That's crazy.
1: It's, It's honestly sickening like really? it makes me and not and like this it's not sickening like this yeah it's not yeah. it's yeah, not it's not giving <laughs> it's sickening like it makes me feel physically ill but kim is now forever attached to that piece of american history that is so much bigger than even just being addressed like and you're attaching it to this woman who's promoting a fucking hulu show with pete davidson it's sick
0: it's crazy i, like, I, that I, I still is... can't believe she did that it's just wild like the <laughs> the audacity and like the ego you have to have to like, mm-hmm. I just don't, I don't think most normal people would even think to do that. Like it was, I really do think it was her way of like flexing on everyone and being like, look what I can do. You yeah. guys hate me, but I have the money now and you're going to listen. Like I'm here now and you have to respect it. Like she's forcing her way into history. It's, yeah. it's crazy. I, it, really
1: is. it really is. And I think you know, it, it's a real twist of the knife if you look at it from this the perspective of like, this is a woman who her entire career has been copying Black women and stealing from Black women in this really like violent way uh-huh. and denying it and like pretending that she has no idea. But it's like, no girl, you really, really do have an idea
0: uh-huh. because
1: you'll also admit to doing this with certain women. But then with other women, you act like it, it's, people are crazy. How dare people you know, say that you're copying Black women, how dare they? You're copying Bo Derek,
0: not a Black woman. It's you know just, what I mean? It's, it's so like insidious to me. It's just, like, it's insulting my intelligence because it's, like, I I can see where you're doing, Kim. Like, you, mm-hmm. Kim has always, uh, most of Kim's career has been, post-Paris Hilton, has been aligning herself with the Black community. She's always, you know, she always dates Black, well, not always, she's dated white men here and there, but, like, for the most part, mm-hmm. she's always dated Black men. She was put on uh, magazine covers that were big in the black community like her body type mm-hmm. was always associated or like historically associated with body types of black women like she knows like it's not she's not dumb like I don't think yeah. Kim is dumb so like when we have these conversations of her cultural appropriating or taking things from black women and people being like hey you took that from a black woman her like what like what do you mean like I don't mm-hmm. what are you guys talking about it's just like Kim like stop yeah. like I'm not stupid <laughs> like I know what yeah. you're doing.
1: It's insulting and it it all circles back. Cause it's like, she also knows that we'll forget in like a week mm-hmm. because by that time she'll have worn so many different things that it won't even matter that she went out with fucking, you know, her eighth fucking cornrows look. You know what I mean? Like it won't even matter because she, like you said in the video she'll have a fucking down to her ass yakky ponytail. And then that'll be what we're talking about. And you know, it's like, it's she may as well at this point be Trisha Paytas.
0: Right. I, she thrives. I don't think Kim definitely works in this realm of like this old school PR move where it's like all publicity is good publicity. I don't think mm-hmm. she really cares if anything is negative said about her or yeah, I don't think she cares if people like her. Like I just, she's like, if you're talking about me good enough. And like, by the time you move on to something else, no one's going to care anymore. Like, I don't think, yeah, she doesn't care.
1: <laughs> I agree. And I think that there's something really interesting about the fact that You know, I said earlier that Kim, her power is vulnerability. Like she knows that, like I've always said the thing that separates Kim from Paris when people compare their careers is that Paris like never learned how to be vulnerable
0: and people
1: can't really emotionally connect to her. They see her as like a cartoon. Whereas Kim, they see her as a full human person that they've Mm -hmm. like shared experiences or whatever with, whether they're real or fake, like it doesn't matter, you know? Uh And I think her talking about this stuff on the show is just as calculated as everything else she does because it's her forcing people to feel an emotional connection to her learning her style and like you know it's like it's almost like getting ahead of the joke like this is her way of being like they're gonna talk about this everybody's saying what am I gonna look like when Kanye leaves me and I might look like shit
0: because I don't have any
1: help, right? So I'm just gonna be really vulnerable about it and be like, "I'm learning myself. I'm a mom, and I'm discovering my style, and I'm confident and girl boss, you know." Like, <laughs> yeah. and people are gonna fall for that shit.
0: Yeah, and I think like she also, when you say like, "Oh, it makes people like connect with her and feel bad for her," I think there's. I've even seen comments of people being like, "Oh." Finally, she got away from Kanye, like always controlling her and what she wears. And it's like it pushes this narrative that she's like the victim. And like yeah. I Kanye, we could have a different conversation about, but Kim has said that she enjoyed being a doll. Like she mm-hmm didn't have a personal style of her own of course like she loved being with kanye and him introducing her to shit that she had never seen before like Mm -hmm. if without kanye like people always have this conversation like kim was always going to be successful without kanye like yes kim probably would have been successful on her own i don't doubt that she's a i do believe that she works hard like she she's a hustler like i do believe that but like without Kanye Kim would be down at that Sears like in that Sears (laughs) like that's where it's true like that's where she would still be at and like when she met Kanye she he introduced her to like Balenciaga and Givenchy and going to Mm -hmm. Paris and like all his like designer friends that she would have never gotten access to without him and like people get upset like when you talk about that because it's like why are you crediting him for her success? And it's like, it's not, it's just a fact that she has talked about multiple times of like, mm-hmm. I, I like being a dress up doll. I, being with Kanye, it gave me access to wear things like Mugler and like, yeah. Jeeva, like all of this stuff that I never would have gotten to wear. Because like, yeah. I mean, even the first, she said it in her Vogue, um, She's ta- in her Vogue uh, video, where she's talking about her looks where she says like openly that she wasn't even invited to the first Met Gala. Like there was so much shit she got from like Anna Wintour being like, why would you ever invite a Kardashian to the Mm -hmm. Met Gala? She had to be Kanye's plus one because she wasn't respected back then. No one took her seriously. She was a joke. She was just like a D-list reality TV star until Kanye gave her the seal of approval and we started moving forward into high fashion. And that's why she is where she is now.
1: You're so right. Oh my God. It's you're, you're, I mean, how could you argue that? Like, it's true, you know? And it's, there's something really sad and like, honestly, really depressing. Like I was looking at her old, um, I was just like looking at different years of her life and like how you would sum up each year, like yeah. the year that she was blonde for the first time. And like that always reminds me of like the bound Two video and just yeah. like different eras of kin and, like, ones that I liked and didn't like, and I was, and you had said this um, in your, one of your videos about the the pencil skirt thing, that, like, even the chapters that you look back on and like, it's, like, they're not even her, like, you know, unless you're looking at pictures of her wearing Sears fedoras, (laughs) it's not her, you know, like, it's not Kim, it's her mindlessly, being told what to do with her hair and how to look and how to style herself. And the even more fucked up thing about it is that Kanye had her looking fucked up a lot of the time. This man had her out here shoving her pregnant hoof into tiny little see-through shoes and like all this shit. I mean, he had her out here looking a fool (laughs) and she did it willingly knowing she looked like a fool.
0: I like, I... I can't get over that one episode on the show, like where they go to Japan and like she's talking shit about Courtney and Chloe's outfits. Like, you guys look like clowns. And then Courtney was like, you wear like, you look like I'm about to go tour the fucking France. Like, why are you in bike shorts and a puffy jacket, Kimberly? Like, stop talking. Like, you're just this fashion girl, but it's because she wasn't easy. So, like, um, right. I'm so, because Connie told me to put on bike shorts and a puffy <laughs> jacket. Like, I'm high fashion now. My sisters look like shit. Like, Kimberly, please. Like, I, I can't.
1: Right. Be- and she's like Chloe's wearing this like crazy lipstick. It's like at least she
0: fucking got dressed herself. Yeah, right. Like at least Courtney and Chloe, I have made a video where I talked about Chloe's style, bless her. Um <laughs> yeah. but, like, but like um at least they have their own personal style which I can respect and like yeah. I they have their own vibe and they change it up a little bit, but like Kim, it's just like I, again, who are you? Like who, who are you? Lady?
1: Right, like you're gallivanting around and acting like you're so above everybody else and you have not chosen a single item on your body and you don't even know why you're wearing it. Like, it's really sad. Um, and I, I guess that's why I have such a, I mean, I love the early 2000s just generally, but I do love like the pre-Kanye Kim because uh-huh. we saw so much more of her personality, love it or hate it. Like we saw her be outgoing and like it just seemed like before she allowed him into her life she was so much more comfortable being herself in front of people and being like silly and fun and kind of like making a fool of herself and Mm -hmm. you know she slowly kind of like reverted back into herself in this really sad way to me
0: yeah I was thinking that when I was watching old episodes of the show and I was like wow like Kim was like I wouldn't say that like Kim is Miss Congeniality but like she did have like some charm to her and like mm-hmm. a likability to her and I was like wow like she really lost that over the years like I don't see that in her at all like I think whenever I watch interviews of her I think she's pleasant I think she comes off polite and uh she's very everyone always compliments her on how uh, her work ethic and mm-hmm. how she's always business-minded and I I do see that in her but like whenever I watch interviews of her she's like People don't want to work these days. Like, get your fucking ass up and work. I'm just like, well, she's just so cold, and like, she's just so much colder than she used to be. And I don't know if that's just like life has hardened her, yeah. <laughs> or maybe it's like the Paris robbery that happened. And maybe if we would notice a shift from that, I don't, I don't know. But I do think like when Kanye came to the picture, she really did lose this like bubbly, charming, cute, fun personality she had, or side of the side of her personality that she had.
1: I agree. I refer to her lovingly as Maul Kim, lovingly. Um, (laughs) Maul Kim was fun, you know, and then she became like a beige fembot and like (laughs) wearing all these like violently uncomfortable clothes and just walking around like a fucking idiot, you know, on stilts for her man. It's like, girl, like
0: (laughs) it's okay to tell Kanye no. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, it's okay. You can say no sometimes Kim.
1: He probably needs to hear it every once in a while. Really bad. And so I actually do want to kind of talk more about just their relationship in general, because I'm always really surprised that people don't sort of like get the Kanye thing. Like, I don't think, okay, I don't believe that Kanye's relationships are like relationships. Okay. I think that with Kim, it's different because they both wanted children and they saw like a bigger picture. Uh-huh. But I don't view his relationships as like traditional relationships. And listen, I I believe that Kanye has other relationships that are maybe more authentic
0: uh-huh.
1: while he's in these sort of weird, you know, fake things that are going on. Um, I think that they're like public partnerships.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And I think it's fun for him to act as, like, the creator and his girlfriend, I'm using heavy quotes, gets to be his, like, public muse or whatever. It's more so, like, Andy Warholish to me. Like, it's giving, like, factory girl, you know?
0: Yeah. Kanye has a relationship, I, like, I don't really know much about Alexis. I think that was, like, his first public relationship. Um, but I know for sure, like, once we hit the Amber Rose era, it's like he... Mm-hmm. And now he's with uh, Chaney. I think that's her name. And mm-hmm. she's dressing in this futuristic Balenciaga outfit. And then Julia Fox also was in like the Balenciaga outfits. It's just like he likes to create. He likes to, I do think he has like, I don't know if it's a God complex, but I do think he likes the idea of like, I made you. And mm-hmm. I have control over these looks and you're going to wear this because you're my muse. I think he, I don't know if he woos women because Mm -hmm. of his connections in the fashion industry and like he they feel enamored by the idea of like, oh my God, a man is like showering me with like luxury things and designer clothes, (laughs) and they like the idea of that, especially if if you don't come from much, especially like especially or like with Kim, she didn't she didn't come from she was rich, but like she didn't have access to that. So like when you give that to someone who didn't have it before, it's like you probably feel flattered in the beginning. Mm -hmm. But then I wonder over time if it feels like robotic like a like I'm just a statue that you just dress me every day it's not even like a real relationship
1: see I think that that's like the perfect description like I believe that Amber was like a trial period
0: Uh
1: like she was like a trial run for this sort of this idea that he could like have his version of like prince girls you know Amber's like his like Carmen Electra like Apollonia or whatever like Uh he created her and You know, obviously, I think where things backfired with Amber was that she, like, had a voice. Yeah. Amber very much has a voice. She wants people to hear her speak, you know? And, like, at that time, he was going as far as to tell her not to talk. I don't know if people remember that, but Amber wasn't speaking for the first couple years that we knew her, not publicly. I remember hearing Amber's voice for the first time, and I couldn't believe that it was so, like, feminine and high-pitched because- Mm -hmm he wasn't, she wasn't allowed to talk, you know, like, that's crazy, and I think when Kim came into the picture, the difference was that Kim loves to be amused. and I was just, like, when I, when they really, like, openly started dating, I was just, like, this is the perfect relationship, because
0: Uh
1: she's gonna let him go do whatever it is that he does, (laughs) and, (laughs) and she can do whatever she does, and, she gets to be told how to look, what to to wear, where to go, you know, how to do her hair, how her makeup should look. And she's like honored by it.
0: Yeah. It's definitely, it felt like, it feels like a mutually beneficial relationship where like he gets to play quote unquote God or like whatever Mm -hmm. it is he wants to do. I take you, I make you over your mind now, whatever it is. And Mm -hmm. she gets to be on the cover of Vogue, which is something she would have never touched (laughs) without Mm -hmm. him. And that was a huge deal that she got on the cover of Vogue because that was, people were like a reality TV star, a Kardashian on the cover of Vogue, Mm -hmm. Anna Wintour, let this happen. And it was like, yeah, because she's with Kanye now. And she, her wildest dreams got to come true because of being married to him. And that's so crazy. And I guess in exchange for that, he she allows him to just dress her however he wants
1: yeah I think that in a sense like he's her uh, like if the way that he would explain it I think that she's like his greatest work of art mm-hmm. he created an icon
0: that's insane like you know yeah like he <laughs> I honestly i I think someone on Reddit had talked about this too but like they pointed out that once Kim married Chris Humphreys, I really do think at that point they were going to be on the, de- on the decline. Like I think they got their second wind because Kanye came and saved them. Because at that point when she married Chris and the relationship lasted for like 72 days, she was a fucking joke. Like she was every mm-hmm. late night host punchline. She was like, people were making jokes about her constantly. I don't take her seriously. Like it, she was a joke. She's yeah. a laughing stock of the country at that time point. And, and then until Kanye came in, and like gave the family like their second wind, and like they yeah. went on like even higher than before.
1: Yes, it's crazy. That, and that is so true because I definitely think that they. I don't think they would have recovered from it,
0: Mm-mm.
1: not on their own. I don't think that they would have been able to figure out how to pivot out of it. You know, by doing a bunch of weird products and selling shape ups and and shit. Like I don't think that they would have been able. <laughs> I don't think they would have been able to learn how, like, he also taught them, like, I know people love to credit Chris as, like, the mastermind behind the whole thing, but, like, I think that Kanye taught Kim to almost present herself in the way that, like, a female pop star would, Mm -hmm. like, eras, and, you know, creating iconic imagery, and the importance of an image, you know, of the importance of, like, having staple pieces and looks and there are certain things that when you think of Kim that like you know like nude and like her long middle parted hair and her like full beat that like looks like she's not wearing makeup but also is in high whore drag like there are certain things that you think of that are like specific to Kim and he helped sort of streamline that
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's fucking crazy
0: it really is
1: <laughs> um, what do you think? What do you think about the Pete relationship? Like, do you think that this is like authentic? Do you think this is real? Do you think it's calculated? Do you think it's totally
0: fake? Like, where do you fall, girl? Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Pete relationship. I I lean in the beginning. I definitely leaned more toward PR, and I feel like I still feel that way. I mean, everything with that family is calculated to me. I don't. Right. I think there's very few things that is genuine. Um, but I feel like it's, I I feel like it started as PR and then maybe over the course of time just felt like fun. Cause like Tim is at this point in her life, she's older. She already has her kids and she -hmm. probably was like, okay, like this is hot guy around town. Like I want to have like fun sex. Like I just want to have fun time. And he's probably there for that. So I do think it may have turned a little bit real in that aspect, but like, I do think it started off PR and it's because I think that she was in competition with Courtney. They have a weird rivalry, her and Courtney. And I think like that time where Courtney was with Travis and she was starting to hang out with like MGK and Megan Fox and they were all over TikTok and Instagram and they were blowing up. I think Kim got jealous in my mind. I think Kim got jealous because she's always been the it girl of the family. Courtney's never been the it girl. Like this is like her time to shine (laughs) right now. Um, And I think she probably got a little bit competitive with Courtney. Mm-hmm. It's like, whoa, people are paying attention to Courtney? Like, is she <laughs> the least interesting one? Um, what? Right? Like, uh, no, I don't think so. And I think she went and got her another skinny, white, tatted guy. And like, okay, I can hang with the kids. Like, I can do something young and fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I definitely think it, it started with part of, probably a strategic PR move. And maybe over the course of time, it, it has devolved or evolved into maybe being a little bit real. I don't know. What about you?
1: I almost feel the exact same way. I definitely think that Kim saw this as like a very strategic way to like, cause her brand has been very serious
0: uh-huh.
1: for a long time. You know, it's been very like, don't smile, serious, beige, you know, museum as a house kind of uh-huh. gig, you know? And I think that she, I think Kim is very self-aware. I think that she is an understanding that like, she's got to like loosen up a little bit, unbutton a tiny bit, you know? Like yeah. the physical embodiment of Kim is her wrapped up in that Balenciaga tape. That's Kim in- <laughs> yeah. inside, just as much as on the outside. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just so restricted and uptight and like, ugh. and it's just like, girl, undo that top button and like flip your hair, like <laughs> calm down, you know? Yeah. Um, And I think that she knows that Pete is extremely important for her brand. I think it's working especially now that we get to see this like kind of 2.0 Kim on the show where she's like being more vulnerable and like sarcastic and kind of quippy and talking about how she can show up places with no makeup and she feels more comfortable being like you know not fully put together all the time um I think it's she knows it's important for like her brand yeah for these next steps you know
0: I agree. I think the family, I I want to know like the family as a whole, what they're going to do. Cause I feel like they operate with this so like this old school PR mentality. And it's like I was thinking about this with Kylie a lot. I know it's off topic, but like there's not a lot of relatability anymore with them. And I think with the Pete relationship, Kim, like you said, like Kim really benefits from. People seeing her a little bit more, like more buttoned down a little bit more relaxed. Cause we haven't seen that from her in years. And like yeah. even with Kylie, I was like interested well, like of like where she's gonna go. Cause I feel like mm-hmm. she's at a pivotal point. I think she may. I, mean, I don't know. I think she may revert back a little bit to her old school ways. Cause like, uh-huh. I, I, know, I know she's on TikTok. I know she sees all the TikToks of people being like nostalgic <laughs> over like t- uh, Tumblr era Kylie, like her old, uh-huh. like, she's so fun and bubbly, like bring that back. I think she may go back there. I don't know. But like, I'm interested in seeing how they're all going to pivot. Cause I don't think they can keep up this like constrained, like yes. buttoned up, like very serious persona anymore. Cause that's just not, it's not fun. It's not relatable. It doesn't sell well. Like, it's not interesting to watch someone be so serious all the time. And it's like, that's what the show was when it first started. It was like, y'all being stupid and like, silly. and take yourselves too seriously. It's like, bring that back. Like, why, like, why have y'all lost that side of yourself? Like, bring it back. I want to see it again.
1: I know you're so right. And I mean, I don't think anybody in the family needs a rebrand more than Kylie. I mean, Kylie has been stuck in fucking Kylie world for a long fucking time. Like, I don't know who it was that I saw on TikTok talking about Kylie's looks and how it's insane. Like right now she looks, she is dressing like she did five, six years ago, identically, like, and not in a good way. Like, it's like, girl, like enough with these bodycon dresses And just like this whole like
0: Kylie Jenner sexy Insta baddie thing, like we're bored over it. I'm so over the Instagram baddie era, Kylie. Like I want her to move forward so bad, and she's like stuck there. And I think maybe it's because like that was the time in her life where she got the most attention. Maybe where it's like Mm. people started recognizing her more and talking about her, like she was the hot one of the family when she was when she was in this Instagram baddie aesthetic. But it's like with all the money and access she has, I just really think her brand could be so much better than it is. Yeah. And it's like when I see how she markets her products, it's like constantly like this dead-eyed, boob mm. out, sexy, cutout. It's like every single promotion picture, it's all the same. And it's yeah. like, I want to see her move on and grow up a little bit and mature a little bit. And, Cause it's, I've she's just been stuck in the same place since like 2018. <laughs> it's like because you're like
1: right. tumblr kylie was
0: everything oh my oh my best. god like she at that point i really do think she gave kim a run for her money like i think yes. she was like, i don't maybe she didn't surpass her but she was coming up because i remember on the show like there was even a point where kim was like jealous or not i don't want to say jealous but she was like oh my god kylie's cool now look at her tumblr yeah yeah was like, noticed how cool she was and put her in the Yeezy show and like capitalized on her coolness factor. It's like, she was the it girl for as hot second there. And it was just, everyone was talking about her. She was so cool. She was on Snapchat and like Vine and being silly and fun. Mm-hmm. And I don't know where it, like, I, don't, I mean, she's talked about that, she says she doesn't showcase her personality more because of how much she got bullied so like I understand Mm -hmm. that from that perspective of like protecting yourself it's easier Mm -hmm. to put out like put out this shell of a human because it's not real like it's easier to put out this fake image and have people criticize that than put out your real self and have them criticize that that hurts more so like I understand that from like a mental health perspective why she chose to do it but like Damn, like, I, if she brought Tumblr era Kylie back, I would be so excited. Like, I was obsessed with her <laughs> back then.
1: And I do believe, I believe that to be true as well, because one thing that I'm obsessed with is old Kylie, like, old, silly, goofy, sarcastic, like, really dumb Kylie, like, yes. just a goofball. Like, Kylie was so funny. She Kylie was, was easily so fun. the funniest Kardashian, just like, such a goofy, like, idiot. And it is sad to have watched her like, you know, kind of retreat and and like close off that part of her personality where, and I also feel like the way she used to use the internet was really interesting, uh-huh. you know, and she it was like, interesting. Very... I'm sorry. No, you're fine. I was going to say it was interesting up until like Snapchat when she started promoting her lip kits and stuff. And like, even that was really cool. And then she just kind of like, like you said, got stuck in autopilot. And now she just sort of exists in autopilot where she doesn't have to try. She barely gives a fuck about any of these products that she's putting out. She doesn't care at all.
0: I just think that like, I don't, in my mind, I don't think Kylie Cosmetics was meant to be Kylie Cosmetics. I think Hmm. Kylie thought as far as the Kylie Lip Kits and I think that she was happy with that. But then Chris, you know, she has to swoop in and be like, capitalize on a business and like start all these businesses. I think that's like- why she's so miserable it's like you can clearly tell she doesn't care like she's not yeah. passionate about this anymore when she started the kylie lip kits i could tell she was excited about it like she had yeah. just gotten the filler and like she was happy yes. and like young and like vivacious and she was excited about it you could see the passion in her eyes and like it's just the light in her eyes has just slowly like gone out over the years because you can just tell her heart isn't in it anymore it's like like you said she's on autopilot like she's been yeah. on autopilot for like the past few years now and it's like kind of sad to watch and it's just because I grew up with her she was my favorite of the family because we're so close in age And I found her the most relatable and fun and I like in my mind I guess I sort of formed of all of them I formed the most like parasocial relationship to her um so then to see her like I don't know just become like a shell of herself over the years has just been sad like I, I really wish fun Kylie would make a comeback
1: were you ever a keek girl did you ever follow the Kardashians on keek
0: yes like that's where, Stop. Stop. <laughs> that's where my obsession with kylie started because she would i'm do, logging like, off <laughs> she would do like these like behind the scenes footage of like the family and it was just like stupid shit and i was just like why does this girl seem like she could be my friend like that was like with yes. kylie i was like i could fucking hang with kylie like she's like, does dumb shit, she says, like, the dumbest shit, her style is cool, she just seems like a cool girl to hang out with, like, she <laughs> seems like a normal, regular teenage girl that I would hang out with, and, like, that's what, and then she went on Vine, and she was, like, silly on there, and I really liked that, yeah, and then Tumblr, like, I was obsessed, like, early years, Kylie, I was so into her.
1: So, occasionally on my Instagram, I'll post some geeks because I just like
0: can't like I can't get over
1: the fact that it even existed and nobody ever knows what it is like nobody like every single person will be like what is this what is this app like and I'm like how do you guys not remember them going around saying like hi Keek Keeksters Hi Keeks. I mean they yes. really like I think they were the only famous people
0: on Keek. <laughs> yes, like they were like <laughs> there was it was just like Ben and like Pia Mia, like the friend that used to hang out. Like it was just <laughs> Oh my god. The yes,
1: the keek of it all and they all had keek. they I remember thinking it was so crazy that they all had a keek.
0: Mm-hmm. Their
1: own individual one. And I'd be like, oh my God, like I can go to Kindle's and I'm in her world. And then I'm like, <laughs> I go to Chloe's and I'm in hers. Heek. It's like, <laughs> fully Snapchat
0: before Snapchat, you know? Yes. And like Kylie, she, I don't want to say she was like an early adopter, but like, I do think she jumped on of all her sisters I do think she was the quickest to adapt to new social media and like mm. really built her brand from that like from Keek then Vine I think Kendall had a Vine but like Kendall was Kimball but so right. Kylie was the one that was really popular on Vine and then her Tumblr was huge and then Instagram like she was like really on it with like the younger demographic it was her like even mm. though her and Kendall are in a similar age I think more people were interested in Kylie Um, because of how quick she would jump on to trendy things and how her personality and how fun and stylish she was. But yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, she definitely was the one that I think sort of helped the Kardashians adapt to social media, for sure. Like, Uh she was definitely, and I also remember on Kim's Keek, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, this is the last thing (laughs) I'll say about Keek. But I remember on Kim's Keek, she was like courting Kanye still, Like, it was, like, so early into their relationship. And it was, like, do you remember when when Kim, like, would pride herself on learning how to make soul food?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I do remember that. (laughs) And she'd be
1: like, I made fried chicken for my babe. Also greens, candied yams, cornbread. Like, she literally was, like... (laughs) Yeah, kill me. Yeah, all of Kim's keeks are her mate like trying to learn how to make like southern mac and cheese. I'm like, girl. <laughs> um, um, I can't think of anything else that I want to say about this family. Do you have any any more deep, passionate thoughts about the Kardashians before we f- f- tie things up?
0: Who uh, I think when the Kardashian documentary inevitably comes out in the next like 20 or so years, 23, whatever. Uh, I definitely think that Chris is not going to come off well. I mm. think now people like have like, this just like in the general public have this running like joke about how like, you know, she's the PR maven of the family. She's so smart or whatever. I mm. think when that documentary hits, she's not going to come off well. Um, I think, I think Chris is a really bad mom. <laughs> I'm just going to put hell. it out there. I think, from everything I didn't notice it until now that I'm older and I went back and watched the show and I'm just like wow like I know people joke about like she pimped her kids out but it's like no she really did and like she she didn't protect her children at all like Kylie I feel awful for she -hmm. was so young and just got her parents just didn't care they just let her do whatever there was no guidance Um, I think on the reddit someone posted a pic like uh, not a picture a video an old video of um highly crying because she was missed so much school because she was having to work um and chris is just like sitting there in the yoga shop just like staring at her crying and she's like i like i feel dumb in class like i don't know anything i'm not on my level like i just want to learn chris is just like staring at her like could not care less because like she has to work like the kids she has to turn them out and make money off of them yeah and i think i think i don't want i'm not going to use narcissist i i think there's something going on with Chris because like I when I watch her dynamic with Courtney Courtney out of all of them at this point seems to have the most resentment toward Chris I don't know I, I don't know now but especially in the later seasons when I watch the show Courtney seemed to have a lot of anger and resentment toward things Chris did in their childhood and it was wild watching it of like Courtney just talking about it and Chris not acknowledging it and she Mm -hmm. chris loves to play the victim she will cry she will do the woe is me a lot she was like oh i can never do enough you guys are always mad at me i've been a great life like why are you guys so mean to me like that is chris's mo all the time anytime anyone tries to call her out and with courtney she was like no the things you did in my childhood was like really fucked up and like they've affected me and chris was like oh Oh, like I've given you rainbows and butterflies. Like her childhood was like unicorns and flying here and there. Like I think Chris equates being a good mom with material things, Mm -hmm. and I don't think it goes completely over her head. And like whenever you tried to talk to her, or like whenever Courtney tried to talk to her about it, it was just like immediate like victimization, crying. Just I I just think Chris is a really bad mom, and I don't think people talk about it enough. I think with her, the general probably the general public just kind of jokes her off of like, oh, she pimped out her kids. Or like, oh, Mm -hmm. she just, just, she's the PR maven of the family. But I'm like, no, when that documentary hits and like we see all of it in context, everyone's going to be like, wow, Chris is actually awful. Okay, great.
1: You are so fucking right. Because I honestly am like, I get goosebumps when I see her doing that. Like, I love my children, especially my grandchildren. My happiest days are seeing my kids smile like i'm like are people really buying this shit they really believe that she just is so excited to spend her day off at whole foods with kylie and that she just lives for these beautiful moments between her and the girls like she's a monster she's a monster and the fact that she can even look any of her children but specifically her youngest daughter in the eyes and see that she's had a full fucking head transplant and that she approved it and probably spearheaded it it's sick how can you look at your child your youngest child and see that they have not a single feature left that they once had from their toe to their the, the their head nothing I mean it's psychotic
0: it's just it's crazy. it's and it's it drives me nuts when I see people talk about Chris it's like oh this loving grandma, this loving mom. It's just like, what are you guys talking about? I think, I think the Kardashians really benefit from a lot of people not watching the show anymore and just like catching clips and then people mm. put clips together in their mind and like piece together things. Like when you mm-hmm. see things in full context and you like, well, as much context as they will give us, mm-hmm. you really do see like Chris is awful, dude. Like she's yeah. not this loving grandma. I find her like when I was watching old episodes like the constant crying and (sighs) tearing up I was just like I find it so disingenuous like I don't believe her at all and I I, like it blows my mind when people are like oh Chris is so sweet I'm just like what are you guys talking about (laughs) what are you guys talking about
1: do you have any um because we haven't really talked about her do you have any like Chloe for dummies thoughts
0: (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) (sighs) Chloe I I guess with Chloe my biggest thing is that like I'm just shocked at how far she's fallen because I do think in terms of like the general public I do think she was actually the favorite for a while like I do think people related to like this ugly duckling story Mm -hmm. and being bullied and then people really loved her and Lamar together like when they got married people were really excited for her and like she had the talk show she was doing hosting and like she was everywhere for a second Mm -hmm. because of how fun her personality was And then again, kind of like Kylie, like she's just turned into like a shell of herself. I I don't even know if it's like a shell. Like, I don't know who this Chloe is. Like these fucking Pinterest quotes, like she just talks in Pinterest quotes all the time now. And just this woo, woo, woo and peace and love. And like Mm -hmm. when you talk about Tristan, it's just like, well, we're working on it and he's trying really hard and he's True's dad. So what can I do? It's just like, who is this? Like, this is not- the chloe from the early seasons like the chloe from the early seasons would have like ripped him a fucking new one like she would have not put up with this shit and then mm-hmm. like on the new show she was like well i threw water on your clothes and like i could have fucked you up if i wanted to like chloe no, you wouldn't have, no, like, you chloe, wouldn't have like no you wouldn't cuz i don't know who this chloe is it's like i she's just lost herself i don't know if it's like the lamar trauma has affected mm-hmm. her or what happened but it's like she's also someone that just completely lost all of her charm all of her personality and it's just like, now she just posts Instagram, or not Instagram, she posts Pinterest quotes and like pictures of her working out of the gym every day. And yeah. that's it really, it's just like, this is so far from where she started. And it's just like, kind of sad.
1: It's really sad. And I think comparing her to, to Kylie is like the best comparison because they are so similar And that, like fame has done something very similar to them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's turned them into- These like extremely insecure people. I mean, I think that Kylie and Chloe read honestly, I think all of the Kardashians, aside from like Courtney, read as hyper insecure. Oh, like, sure, you know what I mean? Like, Kim is insecure at a level that is like she is wound up, like, it's intense, you know. And Chloe, it's a little bit more sad to me, like, it's just more like, oh, like. You're the last person to know how cool you are without trying.
0: Uh-huh. Like you don't
1: have to try. Like you're so funny, and people love you. And I agree. I think that Chloe has always been the entry level Kardashian. Where like, if you've never seen the show, or if you try and deny that you like the Kardashians, you probably like Chloe. Uh-huh. You know, you probably secretly like Chloe. If you watch the show, you turned, you've laughed at Chloe. You felt uh-huh. some kind of connection to her. It's just that's her role, and it's just sad like and i do think that that's one of the things that this show is like trying to do is like show us their personalities in a a more vulnerable way than the other show did um but yeah and i also i also think that chloe is one of those girls that has to pretend performatively to be cheated on like she's to pretend to care performatively do you know what i'm saying yeah There are some girls that don't really care that they're being cheated on, but they performatively will act like they do because the people around them tell them that they should care. When really it's like, you should just be in an open relationship. You probably would be a lot happier if you would just accept that. Right. And it's like so crazy that her brand has become being cheated on. When really, I don't think she gives a fuck that he cheats and has sex with other women
0: yeah and it's just I I think it's like sad that like she's allowed this man like even if she doesn't care about the cheating just like optics wise like she's allowed this man to like really ruin her brand like she Mm -hmm. was always the tough one like she was the tough one the funny one like like you said an entry-level Kardashian like you liked her yeah and then he's come in and like I feel like people either feel pity for Chloe which is like shitty yeah or they just find her stupid which is also yeah. shitty it's like it's either pity or they think she's dumb and it's like the fact that you allowed this man into your life and to let him change your brand and your image to look that way publicly is so insane to me like who are you and who is he right who is h- him girl right. have you heard him talk have oh my him?
1: god
0: his voice I'm just like Chloe you can't be serious like this is like I I was floored the first time I heard him speak, <laughs> I was like this know. is who she's hung up on there's no way. There's no
1: I way. No. I mean, honestly, the same thing with Lamar. I was just like, "Girl, you've got to be joking!" Like this, this basic ass man. And Tristan is like, Tristan is basic in a way that is like, he's it's giving big dumb. You know <laughs> what I mean? Big like, dumb. Like he's so stupid. <laughs> like he is truly. My grandmother used to call people big dumb, and like that is really he defines it just a big dumbass just like
0: like (laughs) it's a caveman you know what I mean like honestly all the guys like I don't think the Kardashians in general maybe outside of Kendall I don't think they have good taste when it comes to men like because the men they choose to be with I feel like says a lot about them like I know we talked about Kanye Kanye wanted to make him the muse okay that says a lot about her and like her goals and what she wanted Kylie and Travis Scott and then the tiger situation that was like fucked up grooming and I don't want like that was a whole situation but like Travis Scott I think that was like I don't want to see PR but I definitely think that like she knew being attached to a Travis Scott as opposed to a tiger was going to look better for her brand and for her image especially because like Travis and Connie have a work like it was going to work better with Travis but like the things you hear about Travis behind the scenes or like even even publicly. I'm just like, it doesn't even seem like Travis gives a fuck about her. Are they together? I don't think they're together right now. <laughs> and it just seems like he impregnate, impregnates her and then leaves. Like, I don't yeah. get their dynamic at all. It doesn't seem like he cares about her or yeah, and, which is sad. Cause I'm just like, Kylie, you're 24. Like this doesn't have to be your life. Like I get it. You have two kids by this guy, but Oh, that's another thing I want to talk about. I'm sorry. I'm on a tangent now. No, but, go like, for it. The whole family Has this one baby daddy rule, which is really interesting to me, Mm -hmm, where it's like mm -hmm. they will stick in a shitty situation or stick with a man for a long time, just so they can say all their kids have the same father, which Mm -hmm. I think is really it says a lot about them because they are a blended family. So I would assume in my mind, I thought they wouldn't have such a problem of like, okay, like you had a kid with someone else, you can still move on. Like I didn't, I didn't think that would be a problem for them, but I think. It probably is. I think they don't like the fact that Caitlyn had kids here. And then the Kardashians had kids here. And then it was Kylie and Kimball. Like, I don't think they liked that. So now I think they've adopted this mentality of like, I have to stay with him if I want to have more kids, because I want all the kids to have the same dad, which I think, except for like, I think weird yeah, except for Courtney now, I think she's trying to have a kid with Travis, but, like, even with Scott, like, they weren't even together, like, she would just Mm -hmm. basically use Scott as, like, a sperm donor, which is what he said on the show, of, like, we're not in a relationship, but, like, you just want to have more kids with me, so all the kids can have the same dad, yeah, it's wild,
1: it's so weird, and it's so, like, I always say that the Kardashians are interesting, because they, their problems are Like, like Chloe has like mundane as fuck problems. Like it's the same Mm. issues that a woman would have that works at like Fridays. It's like very, very, very suburban. It's very like, do you know what I mean? Like her problems are like any person in your life could possibly have the exact same issues going on. And like, Mm. that's wild to me. Like why, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, why do you have the same sort of suburban middle American issues that I have? It's inappropriate. (laughs) like just just very (laughs) like like, baby daddy shit and like all it's like girl like you guys have been awarded an insane life
0: like i don't and it's like they sit like i i don't get how they just sit in this in a life, or, like, a life of misery, a life of misery, where they don't have to sit in it, like, of all yeah, people, who I mean. have the money and access to not, like, yeah. you don't have to be with Tristan, like, it's even, it's crazy to me that Chloe was even on the show talking about having another baby with Tristan, and it's, like, why? Right, and then why? I, I'm, like, Kylie, you're not, I mean, I don't know what the relationship is behind the scenes with her and Travis, but it's, like, it doesn't seem emotionally fulfilling, it doesn't seem like a real relationship, like, I yeah. mean, I don't think she would be happy with that for the rest of her life. It's like, you don't want more for yourself. You don't want real love. Like you don't want any of that. You just rather sit here for the sake of like the brand. Yeah. And I, instead of moving forward. It's just wild. It's crazy. It's insane. It's so like... Like, I
1: hate that if I knew one of them, i I know that for sure that I'd have to like put my hand on their knee and be like, it's okay, girl, you can leave him. And like, you <laughs> should, you're a fucking, you're basically the closest thing that we have in this country to like royalty. And these are your problems.
0: Like I don't, some like
1: it. drop off at fr- the Friday's parking lot
0: kind of shit. Like, oh, like it's so embarrassing. And it's so interesting to me that, like, out of all of them, from the outside perspective, Kendall seems the most far removed from it. And it's, mm-hmm. like, she's gone the complete opposite direction. I think it's funny that, like, people always make fun of her for being the, like, I'm not like other girls. <laughs> but it's, yeah. like, I really do think she tries to, like, different, like remove herself from her other sisters. Because I feel like Kendall looks at her other sisters like they're pathetic. Like, to, I him. feel like in her mind, I think she thinks her sisters are embarrassing. Because, like, tell- I... I don't think Kendall, Kendall doesn't strike me as the one that will like be openly cheated on and just sit there. Like mm-hmm. she will leave, like she will find a hotter, light-skinned basketball player. That's her title. Yeah. She's going to move on <laughs> to another one. She's going to find another one. Like she will move on. Like I think Kendall yeah. is, seems the most independent and the most strong-willed and like the most selfish. Like she seems like she's the most confident in herself that yeah. she won't stay in a shitty situation like her sisters. And mm-hmm. I think that's so interesting. Like how I don't know how she's the only one that ended up that way.
1: It's like Kendall has really chosen to enjoy the fruits of their situation in a way that like most people I think would. Like I don't, it's it's, it's weird that like most people would, they choose to live their lives in this really like extravagant way, but they have the most basic ass problems. Whereas like Kendall has chosen to have like no real, issues like she just kind of lives and and travels and models and hooks up with people and parties and is able to just like live her life you know
0: yeah like a f- have, celebrity yeah like she doesn't have her drama on the show she doesn't talk about relationship like which is why she's the most boring on the fucking show because she doesn't do exactly. anything but <laughs> right. like in real life it's like she probably have the life that you probably would want because it's like exactly. she's not in this drama she's off in mykonos or whatever with her hot boyfriends and just having living a young fun life and it's like why can't the rest of you do the same like took Courtney until like 40 I don't know how old Courtney is like she's finally moving on with her life after 10 years of dealing with Scott will they won't they have kids don't like it's just I I don't get it it's yeah I don't get it
1: and she's done it for so long this you know 10 years after they've not been together Scott is still showing up every day and being like Asking why he wasn't invited to dinner. Do you know? I, I, I would literally, they are so patient with him. And I would be like, Scott, yes. I would have to push my plate away for a second and say, listen, you will not be invited to every dinner. And you I, cannot keep coming around and, and emotionally terrorizing us. Get a life.
0: I'm, I'm so like, I'm floored when I get on Twitter and I see people being like, oh, I feel so bad for Scott. It's like, why? He had 10 years, a decade <sighs> to get his shit together and figure out what he wanted. And he didn't do it. Like he was off dating these really inappropriately young girls for most of that time. He didn't Mm -hmm. care until Courtney moved on. And it's like, I can't take him seriously when he's like crying about not being invited to Kendall's birthday party. Like at most Scott, you are entitled to be invited to things involving the children, Christmas, Thanksgiving. Halloween, walking the kids around for trick or treating—like yeah. you can be there for that. You don't need to be invited to housewarming parties and birthday parties. Like yeah. you're not involved. Like it's crazy. He's so like if he, I really do believe if he had a real relationship and life of his own, he would not be this pressed. But it's mm-hmm. because also I think he's incentivized to keep up this like, oh, I just want to be a part of the family because he doesn't have a job. Like his job has been yeah. our Kardashian side character for the past since like season one like he's been around since season one so this idea that like Courtney's gonna leave him behind or like move on with her life is probably really scary for him maybe not only emotionally but like financially because like what is he gonna do without a Courtney storyline
1: and he has no skill
0: (laughs) right besides like hosting clubs
1: yeah like he is no I don't even I can't even think of like an interest or a hobby that he has like literally he has no identity outside of being her boyfriend or ex-boyfriend. And it's wild. And it's yeah, it's like if you hadn't spent these years dating people like Bella Thorne, maybe you'd have a little bit more to show for the past decade. It's honestly psychotic. The relationships such- with the
0: men are just <laughs> it's just like such a sad life and I just I can't and it's like I do feel empathy for him because he lost his parents and like Mm -hmm. the Kardashians have been his basically like surrogate family for so long and I do think he should be invited to some things but like this constant whining and just like moping like Eeyore of like I didn't get invited to Kendall's birthday party why would you Scott like (laughs) you don't need to be here like get a life move he's like there was a dinner (laughs) <laughs> what dinner it's like ew right? ew oh my
1: god like there was cake like what like oh yeah
0: i didn't get invited what <laughs> yeah.
1: it's like you're so gross enough <laughs> um well i'm obsessed with you Okay. <laughs> with you, too. <laughs> <laughs> you will definitely be back we, we can talk about things other than the kardashians you okay. come back <laughs> yeah. but i want you to tell people where they can follow you online and definitely you can plug your tiktok
0: um, I don't use other social. Well, I mean, I do. I don't want people to know where I'm at because yep. I love to work. But that. um, you can follow me on TikTok. My name's Olivia Lane Six. Um, you can follow me on there if you like any pop culture stuff, fashion stuff. I talk about just random stuff over there. Um, yeah. So follow me on there if you like. Don't feel obligated, but you know, <laughs> definitely encourage you. <laughs> uh, I encourage it to
1: you guys. Obviously, she's like brilliant, so you should definitely oh, follow thanks. her. So <laughs> And thank you so much for doing this with me. This was so much fun.
0: Oh my gosh. Yes. Thank you for having me. I had so much fun talking about this. Like, the Kardashians are just like my favorite thing that I love to hate. And I could just talk about it for <laughs> yeah. so long. So thanks for having me.
1: <laughs> you are so welcome, you guys. I hope that you enjoyed it. I will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Dunzo. This podcast is a part of the Solid Listen Network. Please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe if you haven't already. Also, be sure to check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash solidlisten for exclusive content. You can follow me on Twitter at Troy McKeady, and you can follow the podcast on all forms of social media at Dunzo Pod. That's D-U-N-Z-O. Thank you to executive producer Molly McAleer and coordinating producer Nicole Matthew.